0: Welcome to the Keeping the Nostalgia Live show, where we interview athletes, coaches, entertainers, artists, musicians, authors, and many more on both our podcast and YouTube channels. We discuss their upbringing, careers, and what they're doing today. We document the past so the future can remember. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share our programs. Got a guest you'd like to hear? Contact us and we'll try and get them on the program. We have over 200 episodes recorded, so please enjoy. Stories can't be remembered unless they are told. Someone asked me one time how I get my guest ideas. It's easy, those I've had memories of in my lifetime. In a weird sort of way, it brings closure to certain times in my life. A history major at Indiana State University, I feel it's my way of preserving history for future generations to remember. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the Keeping the Nostalgia Live show. I am your host, Billy Powell. As you can see, with us today is Indiana All-Star, a University of Evansville ace legend, Springs Valley Blackhawk, I can go on and on, but we want to do the interview, Marv Pruitt. Mr. Pruitt, thank you so much for taking some time out of your schedule to uh, share your nostalgia and your memories of the great game of basketball from the state of Indiana.
1: Thank you very much.
0: You know, it's interesting. I've got I've got a couple goodies here. I've got this one, which you're in quite often, and uh, I also have the Springs Valley, the short and long basketball scorebook from that 1958 season. Uh, I've had Coach Rex Wells on uh, three times on the show, and uh, um, he was. Shoot, not, not much older than you uh, as a high school student when he took over the program.
1: He was uh, 25. And so uh, of course, I was 16.
0: <laughs> so he was like a father figure to a lot of you guys.
1: Uh, I think so.
0: So tell everybody a little bit about where you were born and raised and who introduced you to athletics.
1: Um, I was born and raised in West Baden, Indiana, in a rural uh, farm area and uh, I guess my introduction to basketball was watching you know the uh, state finals and uh, always uh, admired Oscar Robinson as a player and uh, that was my really introduction to, to the game. Uh, Coach Wells was my uh, junior high coach uh, for a short period of time. And then he was called into service. And from then on, it was just kind of a building program at uh, West Baden. And uh, uh, from then I, uh, of course, when they formed uh, the consolidation, I was a, a uh, junior, and uh, we had a, a a good program at West Baden when Coach Wells was my coach there uh, as a sophomore, and uh, uh, we went to the finals of the sectional at Huntingburg that year, and uh, that was, of course, that was the last season for West Baden after the consolidation, uh, So uh, that was basically my introduction to the, to the game. And then from there, I went, uh, I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship and, and went to Evansville and played for the coach Aaron McCutcheon and uh, started 79 straight
0: games for him. What did you have a basketball hoop at the house?
1: Yes. We, my brother and I, he was a, a couple years older than I was, and and he uh, he and I played one-on-one, and uh, we had uh, made a goalpost and uh, uh, played rain or shine or whatever, you know, if it was wet or whether, whether it was uh, snowy, played with gloves on, uh, and the first basketball I ever had was a uh, and you probably don't recall them, but uh, uh, the lace-up type. Uh, it wasn't a rubber. I didn't have rubber basketballs back then, and uh, but uh, we made the best of it. And, uh, and he was he was on that 57 team, the last team for uh, West Baden and was a was a good athlete. As well.
0: So. Were you also – what other sports did you play? Did, did, you, did, you, did you play baseball also?
1: I played baseball. I wasn't real good at it, but I, I, uh, I played it. Of course, we didn't have football, uh, and, uh, but that was the two primary sports.
0: And what, what was the atmosphere like um, at West Baden uh, during a basketball game? Was it hard to get a ticket?
1: Well, it was a small gym, probably wouldn't, wouldn't have held more than a uh, thousand or 1200 people. Uh, and normally it was a full house. Yeah. You know, the atmosphere was hysteria type.
0: Did you listen to um, uh, the finals on the radio? Were they on TV at that point in time?
1: Well, they were on TV. Yeah. yeah. They were on TV. And, uh, of course, we could get the, the uh, normally the, the sectional or semistate on the local channels, uh, like at Huntingburg, uh, semistate uh, in Evansville, and so on. They they were on TV at that time.
0: What was your thought process when Coach Wells took over the squad?
1: Well, I was familiar with him. Uh, from a standpoint of he coached me the year before at West Baden. And uh, uh, we, like I said, we had a good season, went to the, the finals of the sectional, Jasper beat us, and Jasper ended up going to the semi state that year. And uh, so I knew that from a coaching standpoint, that he would. He would put together uh, the two schools, and uh, needless to say, it, it turned out great.
0: Was it a was was he a demanding coach? What kind of coach was he compared to uh, uh, Coach McCutcheon?
1: He was uh, he was more of a philosophical type coach that uh, uh, he didn't over us. He let us be players, and each of us knew the other's position and and where we should be on the court. And uh, and he was always giving us an encouragement, uh, you know, to do better.
0: You know, uh, Timothy Wright wrote a great book. It's called The Valley Boys, a story of the 1958 Springs Valley Blackhawks. I got a copy right here and the nice thing is is Jim, I had him on the show and the gentleman uh, autographed the uh, book for me. It's a fabulous book. Tell us about did did you guys think you had something special at the beginning of that year? I don't
1: think it really entered my mind. I don't know whether the other players did or not. Uh, As far as having not played together, we had some good players on on both, both teams or both schools. And uh, uh, as the season started, we, we came to realize, you know, as a unit that uh, we had something special. But I don't think going in, I don't think anybody thought that. I don't think Coach Wells thought it uh, as well.
0: About how many games in did you guys think Wow, we haven't lost. Will we lose? I
1: I don't I don't think the as a team we ever uh, we ever really gave that much thought to it uh, as far as we we're going to be great or not. We uh, we played as a team, and as a result, we knew what coach expected and and uh, you know the final results ended up you know great we could have easily as a new co- uh, consolidation went 1 and 25 instead of 25 and 1
0: what was what were what were the uh, what was the thought process or what, what of the consolidation was it a welcomed idea was it were people aggravated about the idea
1: no it it wasn't a welcomed idea initially uh, of course uh, West Baden and French Lick were two rivals for small town schools and even being so close together and uh, uh, the a lot of the businessmen in French Lick were fighting it and didn't really want it. And uh, uh, as a result, uh, uh, Jim Ballard, uh, a gentleman that ran the Springs Valley paper, my father-in-law and Coach Wells's uh, Aunt Harriet were the three main people that pushed it and, and got the ball rolling as far as the consolidation was concerned. And at first, you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't well accepted. Uh, but uh, as the season progressed, it it all came together.
0: Did you start getting looks for college during your junior year?
1: Uh, I think I did.
0: Do you remember the uh, some of the first people that were interested in you coming to play for them?
1: Uh, well, Coach McCracken was at IU uh, there was uh, Kentucky, uh, Adolf Rupp. Uh, and I don't know exactly the all their names anymore, Norm Sloan uh, at North Carolina, but I had a I had a lot of schools after my junior year and then into my senior year. I had about 250 schools that was interested Uh, or coach. And I let coach Wells, a lot of them contacted through him. And uh, I think he kept, excuse me. I think he kept a lot of the the pressure off.
0: Tell us about that that run that you guys had in 1958. I know coach Wells talks about it uh, 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 in depth, but uh, what was it like going uh, through the mind of a teenager, and you guys, you know, going through the final four, and of course, all the people who are watching have seen the movie Hoosiers and knew what know what it's like to see, uh, you know, Butler Butler Fieldhouse at that time, Hinkle Fieldhouse now. But but what what was that run like in uh, '58?
1: Well, it was a, an experience. I think that uh, uh, I wish that every athlete could have. Uh, especially, uh, the run that we made and we made, uh, by winning some close games, but it, it was an experience that, um, I'll never forget. Uh, we, uh, uh we beat, uh, a Terro Gersmar team in, in, uh, the Semistate at Evansville that we were not expected to win. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, we ended up beating Princeton in the, uh, the finals of the semi-state, and uh, of course that made us twenty-five and 0. And uh, then went to the state and, and met Mike McCoy and and uh, Fort Wayne South, that was uh, a lot a lot bigger and and uh, a better ball club at that particular time than we were. Uh, On that
0: Gerstmeyer team, was Tommy John on that Gerstmeyer team?
1: Uh, that was, uh, I can't think of his name now. Played at uh, uh, big Charlie Hall. Charlie Hall was the center, and they had a great ball club, and they were ranked up in the state. And uh, of course, we, we ended up beating them by 10 or 11 in the in the uh afternoon game and of course jeffersonville i think was was one of the favorites as well and princeton upset them and of course uh, we uh, we jumped on uh, princeton real quick like and had them down like 23 to 8 and it was all over from there
0: you also had to go up against uh may he rest in peace uh alan nass at Huntington.
1: yeah right yeah alan uh well in fact alan's team uh, the next year, uh, in '59, in beat us in the final game of the sectional that year. Yeah, Alan was a good friend of mine. He and I played on the all-star team together. Uh, he was, uh, I was number eight, and he was number ten.
0: What was it like uh, being um, uh, put on the, being an Indiana all-star, being being named to the Indiana all-star team? What was that like?
1: Well, you know, I think it's probably. Uh, every basketball athlete that's, uh, that plays, uh, always entertains that thought, uh, whether they're, uh, good enough to make it or not, uh, uh, it's, it's an honor, uh, especially in, in the state of Indiana.
0: Do you think you guys could have done anything different to beat that Fort Wayne team and possibly, uh, have gone on to the final game?
1: we they beat us in the in the actually in the uh, first half and we helped pretty well even in the in the second half I think uh, a lot of it was the size and uh, uh, there again uh, their defense and, and the scoring uh, we didn't get the scoring out of some of our our players that uh, we normally did and that you know, you can attribute to their uh, their defense and size.
0: Had you played at the Butler Fieldhouse before you guys went to the Final Four?
1: No, no, never been in it uh, other than when I played for Evansville
0: was that kind of a was it was there a little bit of a wow factor or was it a little bit uh, intimidating when you guys uh, went or do you you know it's kind of, it's kind of like the movie Hoosiers you know Gene Hackman you know they they measured the rim and all that kind of stuff in the movie what what was it like what was your kind of a uh, reaction to to playing at Butler Fieldhouse and actually going in of course practicing and well
1: that yeah it's a it's a different atmosphere uh, in uh, uh, Butler Fieldhouse of course uh, Robert Stadium in Evansville uh, was a was a big open stadium as well, and, and we had that as well there. I don't I don't think that that environment uh, uh, really had that much effect, other than the fact maybe since you know here we are in the state finals and uh, playing a, you know a Goliath.
0: If you want to call it um, a- after that '58 season, you guys would have uh, probably have gone back to the final four, but you lost one of your key players to the state of Florida, right?
1: Yeah, uh, Paul Radcliffe. Yeah, Paul's good friend. Uh, yeah, uh, his dad uh, was with the postal department, and uh, he decided that you know a uh, transfer of jobs, and he. He left uh, and moved to Florida, and uh, as a result, why uh, he became a fabulous player down there, and he was uh, a good player when when he was here at uh, Valley.
0: What made you choose the University of Evansville? I
1: would. I was leaning toward Indiana University, and but I, I didn't wanna go someplace where I was gonna sit on the bench. And as you know, back then, you had to set your first year on the bench because of the NCAA rules. And uh, the reason I didn't go is, uh, uh, of course I played with Ray Pavey, he's gone now, and, and Jimmy Rail, both of them, both of them had already committed to Indiana University. And of course, history speaks for itself on Jimmy Rail. You know, uh, great score and and so on. And that was one of the biggest uh, reasons that I didn't go uh, to Indiana University. I figured I wanted to play close to home. uh, And as a result, uh, uh, I decided to go to Evansville. And like I said, I started 79 straight games for Coach McCutcheon.
0: Did Branch actually come and see you? Yes. Yeah. You know, I always try to do six degrees of separation with my guests. And um, um, Coach Gene Ring, who played for Branch McCracken and was an assistant on Branch's staff, was my athletic director at Broad High School. So there's my uh, there's my input on my six degrees of separation to, uh, for our little story today. Okay. I don't know if you knew Coach Ring or not. No. No. Okay okay and, and what was what was it like getting to so so you played freshman ball though at Evansville, right? What, what was it like? Did you feel like you'd made the right choice?
1: I did uh, I, I knew I, I was going to be setting out a year anyway. you know what I mean and and as such, uh, we had a we had a good uh, freshman club and uh, we we ended up playing a lot of. Of intermule type games because of scheduling and so on, uh, but uh, we had uh, we had a lot of, of talent on uh, on the team, and uh, uh, of course, you know, a, a, as a freshman, you don't know uh, whether you're going to make it or not. You know, since you're sitting out a year, and uh, but uh, Coach McCutcheon, he done a great uh, great job of, uh, of uh, teaching you the basics if you didn't already know
0: them. Um, what was it like to wear those ropes? <laughs> and uh, did you swipe one? Do you own one? Is there oh, one in I, their closet?
1: I, I, I didn't swipe one. <laughs> I, I, did, I did swipe a, a uniform, but uh, everybody from the uh, midwest to the to the west coast always was uh i don't know how to explain it they they were joking about it you know here here comes the team in wording <laughs> looks like bathrobes <laughs> but anyway uh we had comments from uh from all the schools you know uh that uh, especially going to At that time, uh, we played uh, Los Angeles State out there, on a home and home, and and we got them in Denver, and we got them in Utah. uh, All the uh, all the trips on the road, it was uh, it was kind of neat. What what was the idea behind that
0: t-shirt jersey?
1: He always Coach McCutcheon always thought that it made. more visibility of of your body as a as a player. Uh, I didn't particularly care for them because I always pull mine open because they always seemed tight and restrictive around the, the you know your armpit area. Uh, but that was uh, that was his uh, philosophy and and uh, his uh, uh, desire for us to wear them. So uh, that was it.
0: And, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, in 58, they won the national championship while you were still in high school, right? Uh, 59.
1: 59. Yeah. 59, uh, 59, 60, uh, they won. I was a freshman. That's when Ed Smallwood and Dale Wise, and, and, uh, who was from Kokomo, and they had a, a few all-ring and uh, uh, Cox, uh can't think of his first name now, Harold, Daryl. Yeah. yeah. Harold, Harold Cox. Uh, he was from Kokomo as well and, uh, had a, had a great team. And, uh, so, uh, there, uh, their one loss record, uh, was, was good. And, uh, uh, Coach McCushion, he he was always encouraging uh, the players, and was uh, was well respected by them.
0: What was playing What was playing in Robert Stadium like, uh, and what was the atmosphere at the, those Aces uh, college games?
1: Oh, it was it was outstanding. We had uh, my uh, years there. We, uh, we had, uh, you know, 10, 12,000 uh, at all the games uh, and, and the uh, uh, year that they won the, uh, in 1959, uh, 60 season, when they won the NCAA division two, they were second to Kentucky in attendance uh, in the nation. And uh, the atmosphere was, uh, you know, it's wide open. I don't know if you've ever been to uh, Robert Stadium or not, but, it, you know, the atmosphere was a wide open seating that you you could see from about anywhere. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, I guess the only, we didn't notice it, but the only bad fault back then was uh, they allowed smoking in it and there was a, <laughs> a, blue, a blue haze every place. But uh, other than that, why, uh, of course we had a lot of, uh, what they call red shirt fans. You know, you know, you see red every place because of, of all the, uh, uh people that, uh, in, uh, uh, entertained. And it, it was, a kind of like a, a social gathering on, uh, if it was a Saturday night game, everybody was meeting, uh, you know, at the local restaurants and so on and, uh, getting, uh, Bus rides and and what have you. There used to be a a, a eating establishment and a, a tavern at Harold uh, Stadium Inn that was was close by, and people would all meet there, you know, before the game. So it was a kind of a social outing for uh, all the all the spectators.
0: Was uh, was Coach McCushion, Was he pretty de- demanding?
1: No, he wasn't. He uh, he wasn't a uh, uh, a demanding coach. Uh, uh, he uh, he taught taught you the the basics and the fundamentals that that you were possibly lacking, and uh, he uh, he in, encouraged you you know to uh, to do better. And uh, uh, if you made a mistake, why um, he didn't jerk you out uh, right away. He uh, he expected you to learn by your mistakes and not, you know, keep doing them. But uh, he, was a, he was an excellent coach and one of the, one of the first uh, Division II coaches to be in the National Hall of Fame.
0: You know, I know, I know uh, smoking is a faux pas now or, uh, you know, look frowned upon, but there were some pretty awesome pictures with that haze uh, for that nostalgic look in a, in a lot of basketball stadiums.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, IU is another one. Uh, that uh, that stadium up there, you know, was was the same way. Are
0: Are there a handful of games in your college career that? Uh just always come to mind or, uh, well, you'll, you'll, they'll pop in your memory on a daily basis. And you, you know, uh, where were some, where were some of your favorite, of course, Robert stadium was one of your favorite places to play, but where were some of the favorite places that you liked to travel to and play, or you felt like you even played better away at some of these gymnasiums or schools.
1: I don't know that I ever, you know, ever thought of, of that aspect of it. Uh, Billy, I, uh, I uh, I enjoyed playing wherever we were. Uh, I didn't have any uh, any favorites spots. Uh, I uh, of course you always like to play at home, but uh, uh, I, and I enjoyed the the road trips to uh, to uh, a lot of the different places that we were able to to go. Of course, we didn't enjoy the benefits a lot of these teams do today going, you know, preliminary season and, and so on. Um, uh, but I did, uh, uh, enjoy being able to, to go to uh, like to California, uh, to, uh, Utah, Denver, some of the places that I'd never been, uh, in my lifetime.
0: Now, am I mistaken? Did you play against a couple of John Wooden teams? No. No. Okay. What, what, what was travel like getting the games back then?
1: Well, of course, uh, most of the time we either took on the local front, we like to Indiana State or, you know, to Butler or so on. We, we took uh, by car or, or bus, you know, and, and on the far on the trips like to Denver or, or Utah or California. Well, we flew, but uh, it was either a bus ride or a car uh, on the short trips.
0: Did you, were you excited about that first visit to uh, Butler Fieldhouse to play the Butler Bulldogs? Um, After, of course, you know, what happened in 1958?
1: I didn't really even give it a a thought, uh, Billy. I mean, uh, I enjoyed uh, going and playing wherever it might be. And, and some of the older gyms back then that we played in, uh, you know, like going to, of course, St. Joe is not even in existence anymore. Indiana State's old gym. Uh, you know, uh, he, we were kind of spoiled playing at Roberts Stadium, you know what I mean?
0: How did you guys do in tournament play while you played at the uh, University of Evansville? Uh,
1: we ended up in, in the uh, quarterfinals uh, in my senior year. We were we were twenty one six and we we got beaten in the in the quarterfinals. But uh, we uh, I was in between because. Jerry Sloan played on. I played with Jerry. I was a senior and he was a sophomore, and uh, we got beaten the quarterfinals that year. And then the next year, in uh, in '64, they won the the uh, Division II national championship.
0: What was Jerry Sloan like?
1: He was a great player, great individual.
0: Uh, with the, with the players that uh, were on your team and of course, uh, Coach McCushion, did you continue to have contact with them after you left the University of Evansville?
1: Oh, yes, yes. I, uh, I, I was uh, uh, here locally and, and so as a result, I, I was a member of the tip-off club and so on. And, and I still see a few of them, uh, of course, at our age today, you know, at we uh, were some of us are not around. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, and I still see uh, 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 a few of them. Of course, some of them that I played with uh, have passed on, and and just recently uh, last year, Ed Zausch, who I played with, he he passed on, and. Uh, uh, so, I I see some of the younger ones occasionally at at the games. But,
0: uh, what did you, what was going through your mind during your senior year at University of Evansville? What did you want to do with your life? What, uh, what did, did you want to coach and what did you do initially when you, uh, after graduating from the University of Evansville? I,
1: uh, of course I was ma- uh, married my senior year and uh, I, uh, I wanted to go into coaching and uh, as a result, uh, uh, when I graduated, I ended up, uh, I tried to get in the Evansville system. And of course, that, uh, uh, as you might be aware, uh, there's a lot of political stuff that goes on in the hiring process and so on. And, and Coach McCutcheon tried to get me in as well. And uh, it didn't work out. But anyhow, I ended up ended getting a job at uh, Shoals High School in Martin County and uh, um, stayed there for three years and then got out of it.
0: What'd you end up doing for a living?
1: Yeah, I was in the insurance business. What but do you think- The team there chose the, uh, the first year uh, we were 25 and two,
0: so. What do you think about the game of basketball today compared to you know we have the class system now what do you think about class basketball and what it's done to the game
1: uh i don't like it uh i think it uh, uh back uh, when uh, uh when i was playing there at valley uh and we went to the state there was almost i think close to 700 schools in you know involved you had the little guy and versus the big guy and uh, everybody likes to be a winner. Uh, but I think it, uh, the class system has has taken a lot away from uh, the game uh, as far as my, that's just my opinion.
0: And what about the college game?
1: Oh, the college game, the, the game's changed so much with the, with the three points you know, basket and so on. Uh, 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 Everybody loves to see the three-point goal uh, score or the the basket, but uh, the percentages of intermediate shots and so on have have all dropped, you know. Uh, The high school game, it kind of amazes me. You see these kids go down and they're looking to see where the three-point marker is rather than worrying about making it if it goes in fine I always kind of look at it this way you know uh, you live by the three or you die by it
0: do you agree with this comment that today's game be it high school or college is it's more of a selfish approach. Like what, let me get mine. And back when you played the game, both college and high school, it was more of a team effort. It's not such a team effort anymore. Would you agree with that?
1: I totally agree. Totally agree with it. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, that Valley team, coach Wells made us Know the positions on the floor, and as a guard, I could play. Even though it wasn't that big, 6'2", I could play center, or I knew what the center was going to do, and so on. Uh, so it was a it was a team unit, and and you know, there's no I in team. You know, and that I think today is uh, uh, like you said more prevalent. It's it's more about the individual.
0: Um, tell us about your relationship with Coach Wells today.
1: Uh, Coach Wells and I uh, stay in in contact all the time, not probably as much as we we should, but we talk uh, every month or so, and uh, he was home here to the to French Lake in May and uh, his daughter called me and, and said, we're gonna be in town. We want you to to come and and visit my wife and I, Barbara. Uh, we went up and spent the day with him. And uh, uh, Coach Wells uh, is uh, or was like a father image to me uh, because back when I was a sophomore uh, at West Baden, my dad was injured seriously in a rock quarry accident. And uh, at that time, Coach Wells and I talked and I told him, I said, well, Coach, I'm going, I'm going to have to quit the team because I said I, my mom needs help. And my dad's totally disabled, and uh, he talked me into to staying, and as a result, he has made me what I am today.
0: Absolutely spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. Um, man. Um, so, the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame calls you. Who called you, and what did that mean to you?
1: Well, Sam Alford called me uh, one night, and uh, that was back in December of 14, and informed me that I had been accepted. And I, one night I was sitting here, and I, I couldn't believe it, but... Uh, Anyway, uh, I was overwhelmed really to think that I had been nominated before Coach Wells had nominated me, and it had had taken that long uh, based on uh, some of my uh, record and so on. But anyway, it was uh, uh, something that I'll always remember uh, with all the great players in this state uh, to be able to be nominated and be accepted in the Basketball Hall of Fame.
0: What does Mark Pruitt do in retirement?
1: Nothing. <laughs> 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 I, I, I do I do a lot of do a lot of fishing and and so on. I used to play a lot of golf up until I had. Well, uh, 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 I'll tell you this story. I uh, came home on a Thursday after being inducted in the Hall of Fame, and that afternoon I had a, a heart attack, and ended up uh, having open heart surgery. Uh, in two, uh, 2015 in, uh, in March. And uh, since that time, I, I haven't played that. I play once in a while golf, but as you get up to my age, why your priorities change and.
0: Where do you uh, live now? Pardon? Where do you live now?
1: In Newburgh.
0: Newburgh. Okay. Okay. I always get those time changes, just those time changes, just throw me, throw, throw a curveball to me every time.
1: We're, we ought to be on central, standard time, everybody, like it. we're in the time zone, but, you know, that's part of uh, the big business world. And, and uh, of course, we'll be changing here uh, in November again. You'll still be an hour ahead with
0: the Eastern time, you know. Do you get back to Evansville basketball games uh, often, or?
1: No, I don't go that much anymore. It's changed so much, uh, uh, Billy. Uh, since they moved, uh, they tore down Robert Stadium. You knew that, and and so on. And went about 180 million dollars in debt to to build the the Ford Center down there. And the seating capacity is less, and and uh, uh, unless you're on the floor level type, it's the seating is, is crowded. And, uh, uh, of course, they, they've been on a downstroke for the last several years, you know, as uh, uh, far as winning and losses. And and uh, the, the team had a real setback when they, Walter McCarthy was there and, and it'll take, it'll take, you know, several years for, for it to get back, you know, uh, the, the, uh, tradition, uh, was really, I think shocked when that happened.
0: And you had, so, and, and you just came off of, it, it looked like everything was going well too, because you guys knocked off number one, Kentucky, and it looked like everything was, you know what I mean? But that,
1: that happens, you know, yeah. I mean, whether that was a fluke or not, but it, uh, it was unfortunate. And, uh, uh, I they've got a new coach now, and and hopefully you know it'll uh, uh, it'll progress in the right direction. It, it's difficult for and you might agree or disagree. It's difficult for schools the size of uh, Evansville uh, to get the great players. It's a great academic school, but it it's hard to get the uh the the players that have expectations of going to the next level. And reason being is there's not near the exposure there, even though they might be a great player uh, uh, when you think about it in the course of the season and all the players that there is throughout the country, you know, maybe. 1,000 or 2,000 are fortunate enough to be even thought of to make it to the pros.
0: Mark Pruitt, Indiana All-Star, Final Four in 1958, uh, University of Evansville legend. I, I went a little bit long. I appreciate your time, and everybody will enjoy this. I thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I I didn't mean to choke you up, but uh, that's what uh, that's what I'm uh, that's that's what I'm here for, because those memories, if they're not told, they won't be remembered.
1: Well, it's all real.
0: Thank you so much, Mr. Puret. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Bye bye. (laughs)
0: Have a great day.
1: You too.